I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This meeting is being recorded. Okay, hello. Sportive is back. It's the name of this podcast. I'm Brandon. Uh, whole crew's here. Stu. Hello, Stu. Hey, B. Uh, Jonathan. Hello, Brandon. Hi, Marth. Uh, and we also have Chicken Fingers for a few minutes here. Hi, Chicken. What's up, you pieces of shit? Joe, that's a new one. Whoa. Wow. Uh, Aggressive. Trying out, stuff. trying out some new stuff. Yeah. yeah. He's, uh, he's in a remote location in a car. That's dedication <laughs> but, right there. He's uh, trying yeah, out what's... his new stuff. He's, he's standing next to a stool, and he's got a piece of paper on the stool. And he's just going through the new things, going through the new bits. <laughs> Let's see. What else do I have here? Squinting at it. Uh, yeah. Well, we've uh, just got him for a little bit here. Um, we have a lot of sports to talk about, but um, oh, we wanted to start out with our world famous top six bit. So I'm going to throw it over to Stu. Oh, thanks, Brandon. Hey. Um, so uh, for this week's uh, top six, uh, I wanted to cover some ground that is not necessarily covered in a lot of podcasts. <clears throat> These are the top six Minnesota North Stars from the 1980-81 season. Go oh, fuck me <laughs> and go to ass. Oh, oh, wow. Hell yes. Here we go. Oh, my God. Now, yeah, for uh, young, you youngsters out there, this team played in the Stanley Cup Finals, got absolutely demolished by the New York Islanders of Mike Bossy and um, et cetera and so forth. Um, but before that, they were a really, you know, gritty, scrappy group of guys. Uh, played at the old Met Center. It's where the, it's where your stepdad goes to IKEA with your mom. They come home crying. Um, <laughs> that's uh, he doesn't. She certainly <laughs> does. Yes. So, um, so coached by uh, the late Glenn Sonmore, great Minnesota hockey legend. Um, these are your top six Minnesota North Stars, 1980-1981. Number six, Craig Hartsburg. Oh, number four, my mm-hmm. favorite of the era. Oh, just just a scrapper. Oh, just valid. Yep. yep. Uh, went, went on to be a coach in the NHL. He did. He was Jonas Brodeen before Jonas Brodeen was Jonas Brodeen. Just oh, yeah. rock solid, not flashy, stay at home, rock of Gibraltar defenseman. Hell yeah. John, do you have anything to add? No, Craig Hertzberg is a good start, but where do you go from there? Yeah, well, five more, huh? I can't believe there's five five more better, but I'm sure sure there are. There are. are. We trust the top six. Um, Mm -hmm. Number five, Mike Eves. 
Oh, Mike fuck that. <laughs> no. Fuck oh, <laughs> no. No. Get out of here. Get out of here. Immediately back down. This podcast no? is over. Okay. Uh, <laughs> never mind. Well, you know why. We know why. I, I know why. <laughs> and, uh, well, how does it, are we talking about in 1981, top five, talking, or today? 19, no, I'm saying, are we teleporting back in time and making this list as though him coaching the Wisconsin Badgers never happened because it hadn't happened yet. We are teleporting. Teleporting. Fair enough. All yeah. right. I'm fine. Then. No, I get that. I get that. Um, and of course, this will cause controversy later with somebody that I DQ'd from the list, and I apologize in advance. Oh no! Um, no, no, number, this is terrible. But no, no, no. We'll we'll get we'll cover that. Before I, we I think one. I might know who you're talking about. Yeah, you, you absolutely know. I have who a I'm guess, but okay. <laughs> number four, Gordy Roberts. Yeah. Gordo, another defenseman. Mm-hmm. Oh, just uh, scrappy, gutty, gritty. Oh, he was young just, at the time. Yep, he must have been pretty young. I couldn't tell you how young. He was how young. he, he twenty four, according to the hockey reference. Yeah, which I guess wasn't that young at the time, but Canadian. How he but... never, be- how he never became prime minister of Canada. I'll never understand. <laughs> he had the name for it. <laughs> His name is Gordy really... Roberts. Gordy yeah, Roberts. Great. Great name for was, it. I think he was the last player to smoke on the ice. How long did Gump Worsley last in the league? He's still playing, John. <laughs> still smoking cigs back in the net. Yep. Number three, Kurt Giles. I, Kurt Giles. If we're going to say fuck Mike Eves for Wisconsin, then we may have yeah. to say fuck Kurt Giles. I know. Yeah. I, know I know. I know. I know. Again, we're talking about it. He also, I, I can say from 400 years ago when I covered high school hockey a couple of times, worst quote in high school hockey. <laughs> Absolutely nothing to say. I'm not sure he knows English. He might have been pretty young <laughs> at that time, too. Yeah. I mean, the, the, youngest guys, young. I mean, the youngest guy on the team was Neil Broughton. He was 20. So, um, Kurt Giles was 23. I see it was Neil Broughton's birthday today. Up top, everybody. Broughton Brothers. Rozo. Yes. Let's go. Yep. Um, number two, Steve Payne. Yeah. Steve Payne. Uh, God, just had a hell of a year. Uh, number three in scoring on the team, I believe. Just, yeah. Really? Just, yeah. Um, they named have... Payne, Avenue, Payne Avenue named after him. Not really. I think that's right. That's correct. <laughs> wow. Huh. That's so yeah, I just looked it up on Wikipedia. It's true. Uh-huh. Yeah. It checks out. Look it, Look it up. It might be true. Um, now I'm going to do the DQ, and again, this is um, – I, I guarantee Chicken knows um, who I, I don't DQ'd. know. I have a guess, but I don't know why you DQ him. I just bet I you had to, DQ'd Gary Sargent for some I reason. Did, did not DQ Gary Sargent. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Okay, it wasn't him. Okay, never mind. God, he, he, made, he almost made the cut. Um, I, D, I had to DQ Dino Cicerelli. Oh, because of the wiener thing? Before he's showing his hog to his neighbor. Wiener thing, yeah. I know it. Yeah, yeah you got to do it, man. That. And I know that wasn't in 1981. I realize yeah. I'm a hypocrite here. I, yep, I'm accepting are. that I'm wrong, but I just I couldn't, man. This it's feels so, like a baby Hitler type thing. Like, uh, put, I don't put know your what, pants like, on when you get in the paper. Come on, you're, you're stepping out to get the Star Trib or the Pioneer Press. Yep. Put your pants on. He you was so bullshit. bullshit. Yeah, I, I just get the paper. What? What did I do this every day? I just want to say that the the youth of today, the the Minnesota sports-loving youth of today, even going back to, like, Randy Moss pushing a traffic cop with his car, they do not understand 
the greatness of the 1980s for Minnesota sports athletes doing ridiculous things <laughs> between know. Dino Cicerelli taking his pants off outside to Keith Millar getting in trouble with the cops and telling them my arms are more powerful than your guns. <laughs> Imagine if that happened today. Imagine if oh, a Vikings defensive tackle came out with that. Harrison Phillips out there now, yelling at the Ever, Everson Griffin did a pretty good job. Yeah, yeah. but he had a I mean, very he, he, he did his he did some work. Oh, oh goodness. Okay. Anyway. anyway, we're on to number one. And again, it's an obvious one, but sometimes the obvious I answer is the right obvious. answer. I don't know I'm sitting here trying to, I've got a it's, handful it's, of them that I might guess, but I don't know who. It's it's Bobby Smith. Oh, backhand Bob. All right. Backhand Bob. Hmm. Love the team in score, love the team in goals and assists. He was a fucking monster in, in that season. Absolutely. 14th place in teeth. And again, they weren't the only, um, let me pull up their record here. They weren't that great in the regular season. They just, no, you know, they weren't. They were, oh, goodness, come on, sorry, scrolling here. 35, 28, and 17. So they were not, like, lights out. They Is were that losses second? Uh, losses second, yes. Um, oh, they were that's, third That place. might be the best year in North Star's history. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, they were, they were um, third in the Adams division, your favorite division, John. You've said this countless mm. times. Countless times. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. similar to, to Payne Avenue being uh, named after Steve Payne, they designed the state capital rotunda after Bob Smith's nose. <laughs> the size of his nose. He had a formidable schnoz. You know, it was yeah, broken once or twice. Oh, goodness. Um, some other like names from that. Penalties. Uh, it was like the letter Z on his face. Yes. Just to make chicken happy, some other names from the team. Obviously, the goalies were Gilles Malash and Don Beaupre. Danny Beaupre. Forklift. Uh, <laughs> Owns a forklift oper- rental business yep, now. Yep, right, right off of 280. If you need a yep. forklift, use your band. Um, That's Donnie Beaupre's? Oh, man. Sure, sure it is. His kid's the emergency goalie for the, for Minnesota. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yep. I have heard that. Yes. All right, I got to go rent some forklifts tomorrow. <laughs> scissor lift. For what? Nothing. Nothing. What are you using <laughs> it for? Never, never know. know. Um. Other names that you might be uh, like, like just do something for a couple people on this podcast. Uh, Tommy McCarthy was on that team. Um, Al McAdam. Yes. Al McAdam. Um, we got uh, Steve Kristoff. Um, Ron Zanussi, my personal favorite. <laughs> um, and, um, of course, the bruiser himself, Jack Carlson, was on the team. <laughs> That's the one I was thinking of. I was wondering if you'd yeah. mention him. Sure. Yeah, I just I, he's, his, his, he's pretty low on the stats except for penalty minutes somehow. Um, but, yeah. so those, I got to uh, say, those... I would be very happy if, you know, we do the top six every time we do a podcast. But if we mm-hmm. also read the entire roster of one edition of the Minnesota North Stars. I would be absolutely that would fine be with the that. greatest, yes. Yeah. John, that's the whole set. We'll make that podcast. We'll yep. just read just read the just roster. Read the roster. Oh yeah, I remember that guy. I would be very happy. Very Episode that two. sounds enjoyable to me. The nineteen eighty seven somewhere Brad Maxwell is pissed off because I forgot to talk about him. <laughs> oh, that was fantastic. Yeah glad glad you were here to hear it. So Never fails to disappoint. Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> well, I think we also need to now um, transition to a slightly less interesting for chicken, possibly, but uh, timely. John, we got to talk World Cup, don't we? 
We got to start there. Hey, chicken's all there for the World Cup. He was he was, he was on it all in. day. He was he was they locked play in every game during the on a Tuesday when I don't have meetings. I'll watch every single one, and I happen to have the TV on. I will watch every time if you email me and remind me or text me. Okay. If those few things were to go out. with, yeah, a daily email reminder. Here are the games we're watching today, Chicken. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> Love it, John. Let me hear it. How'd you feel? Well, uh, my heart rate was about 270 for the entire second half mm-hmm. because that's just the way that this works. Um, I don't know. It's it. It's an exciting. It, I have no words to describe it. It's been so long since this happens, and it's just that's what soccer's like anyway. Is sitting there and your team has a one nothing lead, and you're just sitting and waiting for somebody to kick you in the face with a boot and Maury Povich he, he, got kneed in the crotch. Yeah, he did. During the game? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hero. He was he got the goal and then he just sitting there in the in the He took oh. one. Yeah. Took uh, one of the seeds. I was genuinely it. like Maury Povich was at the World <laughs> oh, Cup. Oh no. <laughs> when did they what who who need him in the balls during why that did they do that? He was no celebrating at a bar. The father. <laughs> Okay, John, take so, me through yeah. it. Take you through it in what did you watch the game, Brandon? I had my I sort of half watched part of it. What the story that I'm starting trying to piece together uh, in the 20 minutes before this podcast after coaching basketball is that we had a really nice start in the first half and then shit got really hairy in the second half. Is that about right? That's about right. We just like the game against Wales where we took a took a halftime lead and then tried to run out the clock for an entire half. It it does it stops working all that well. And they they were not really set up for the last 20, 25 minutes to try to get that second goal. You know, a lot of the time what you hope for is you say, oh, once they once they start throwing guys forward, then you can hit them on the counterattack. But mm-hmm. it it didn't help that Polisic was off at halftime and they put in Haji right towards the end of the game after Josh Shards and hurt himself up at, at forward. And it was, he was terrible. Right. Was absolutely terrible. So it, it really just turned into a lot of hoping that, you know, you're sitting there and you're, you're watching on the screen and the, you can't quite tell the angle the ball is going at. So you see the ball go up and you hope that the guy you think is about to head it is about to head it and he's not going to miss it or fall over or whatever. So it just it just is like sitting there with somebody has a gun pointed at you the whole second half and <laughs> maybe it has bullets in it and maybe it doesn't, but just miserable. Yeah, <laughs> I was I I know that John you love when we talk soccer that we immediately try to compare it to other sports to frame it up so it makes sense to us Rubes. It's I like just one like your favorite I just like it when we talk soccer and somebody else says something during my usual 20 minutes of (laughs) arguing with myself and just talking the whole time. So the fact that you're still paying attention is good for me. (laughs) Yeah. So I was trying to watch uh, the second half. To me, does this analogy make sense? It's like if the Vikings were up by four in the fourth quarter and the other team had like six possessions of fourth mm-hmm. and goal that they somehow never scored on any time. It was yeah exhilarating because it worked out, but it was fucking miserable at times to watch because it was 
chance after yeah. chance that looked there were multiple times, as you, I think, mentioned that it seemed like it was very obviously going to be tied up. Yeah, it's so it's really it's heart like, wrenching. The Vikings are up by four, but the other team, for some reason, has 153 downs to try to score. <laughs> yeah. Some weird loophole in the rules. Yeah. It's like, all right, it's 103rd in goal. <laughs> 53 right. more stops. and Yeah. John, first, first half, the refs fucked us. Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck they got us. So, Why? So off, they called offsides on a goal that we scored. Yes. And a horse shit call. Horse shit. Horse shit. Fuck, fucking horse shit. They've got review, video review, mm-hmm. and they failed to use it. The TV uh, coverage also just failed to even show it for like half an hour. They just never showed it. Never yeah. really showed the play. But they, so you've got Toronto, you've got the review process, but you don't even use it. Why? Give me a give me an explanation, and don't you, don't you dare say they didn't want to interrupt the flow of the game because I don't. was watching. And it was right was before no halftime. Don't game. say no, that. I, you better I not say that. that. I didn't understand that one e- either because pretty often when they go when they call the situation room in Toronto, these checks take forever as somebody sits there, and usually it's like they spend a minute and a half standing there. And all that's on TV is the ref. You keeps pointing to his ear and then, you know, a player will walk over and he'll try to get him away and then he'll point to his ear some more. And it'll, it'll take like a minute and a half. And only then will there be a decision like, Oh, maybe I should go look at the monitor or whatever. So that's what I expected was going to happen after Tim way scored. But it, it really was like Tim way scored and they barely got a chance to even show a replay and the poorly angled replay on the broadcast and it was like yep that's fine he was definitely offside let's keep going and i don't know i mean they they they've been doing during this world cup they've been putting out these graphics like these computer graphics that supposedly show oh this is where this guy was and this is where this guy is and you can see from this computer graphic that his elbow was offside or whatever you know your elbow is not offside but you know what i mean his knee his kneecap was offside but it's not like if you if you watch like a tennis game, you you watch tennis and they do these reviews and the camera comes up on the screen and you see the the computer generated ball landing or not landing on the line. It's it's immediate. But it's not in soccer. It's not like, oh, we're going to put that up on the offside. And here's the matrix graphics that'll show this guy going this way and this guy going this way. And we'll show you the offside. It's just this after the fact thing. And call me cynical, but my guess is that if there was a graphic that had shown, oh, Tim Weo was onside, but we accidentally screwed the U.S. out of the goal, they'd be like, all right, let's see where that guy is. Take your mouse, and I want you to drag him over until he's <laughs> offside. Because there would be no benefit to anyone by showing a graphic that showed him onside. So I, I, I really don't think it's that fast. And the fact that they just went, bink, yep, he's offside, keep going. I don't know. Conspiracy. I also had 17 minutes of extra time in the second half. So they, you know, I was, I was funny how that works out. Just absolute dog shit. When are we going to catch a break? Did we, I think we talked on the podcast one time. Maybe we didn't talk on the podcast one time, but there was a whole discussion about how much extra time there, or how much stop of time there should be at the end of each half. 
And somebody went through the stopwatch or something and they pointed out this might have been 538. They pointed out that in actuality, there should be 17 minutes of a stoppage time at the end of both halves or whatever. And I remember saying, and again, I don't remember whether it was on this podcast or somewhere else. I remember saying the only reason not to do that is that everyone would hate it and be absolutely pissed off about it at all times. And somehow in this tournament, they finally decided to get serious about stoppage time. So at the end of every half, it's like at the end of the first half, usually it's a minute. Now it's six minutes every time. And at the end of the game, usually at the end of the game, it's like, Five minutes. Wow, that's a long time. Five minutes is nothing in this World Cup. If you're if you're under ten, it's like why wow, I don't know. Probably should be some more ad, added time on here. So and that's just starting and, in this World Cup, John. Yeah, it really it really has been just this World Cup that I've seen this, and I don't know if that's I don't know if this is going to be like the thing going forward or if it's really just somehow at this World Cup they had a directive to be like, listen, we're we really mean it now. You, this whole time when you were supposed to be adding on this time. We mean for serious to add on this time now. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Is that good news for us moving forward, or does it really kind of depend? Yeah, break down uh, uh, the Dutch in Netherlands. Uh, yeah, here, let's hear it. Because I might have to run soon. Yeah. I don't like that they get to wear orange. I think that's yeah. shit too. I don't like their red, white, and blue. That gives them an unfair advantage. No, they're yeah, red, they white, kick the ball so hard. Bullshit. <laughs> it's nice fucking it's tulips, you bitches. Yeah, I agree with all this. We asked John to break it down, but we just did it all. Yep. What, yeah, what could he possibly add to that analysis? Wooden uh, shoes, tulips, and orange uniforms. Yeah, the Netherlands is good, but our good is good. I don't. Our good. Uh, Whatever they, they want, I want to, I'll do the opposite. <laughs> what would they yeah. say? Am good. <laughs> be, be good. Anyway, they're good, but they're not amazing. And it you could you could go a lot of ways with that, but I think the United States is good but not amazing. So I don't see any reason that they can't compete. They've gone into the knockout rounds in other years, specifically when they were playing against Belgium in 2014, where I was a little bit like, eh, this is not going to go that well. How many well. teams and, are left? Uh, by the time they play again, they'll be down to 16. 16? Yep. How many countries are there in the world? 205. I knew you'd know. I, I don't know if I'm right, but it sounds right, doesn't oh, it? Shit. I'm going to Google Why it. Why would you do that? I wouldn't have second guessed you. Just say Twitter. I just didn't want you to call me Rand F. and McNally again. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, I don't, I don't know what the correct answer is. I did, and it's different, like, how many countries are in the United Nations versus how many countries are in FIFA. By the way, so when the USA played Wales last week, I put out a stupid joke online because when Wales plays as the country of Wales, it's not a country, by the way. It's not a country. It's no, a it's part it's of a country. Of it's not a country. It's a it's a. <laughs> they don't use I, vowels, just consonants. It's fucking. Whenever they, whenever they just play as Wales, they use something else for their national anthem. And I put a stupid joke on Twitter about you. Know, are we all gonna? Is nobody gonna talk about how this isn't actually the national anthem? It'd be like playing deep the Yellow Rose of Texas. Is for, it a Tom Jones song? I can't. Yeah, I'm trying to think Jones. of somebody famous from Wales. <laughs> That's sex bomb. Yeah. That's it. Uh-huh. It's Tom Jones. Is he from and... Wales? Did I get it? Yeah, Tom, yeah, Tom Jones and Catherine Zeta Jones. Oh, Everyone knows Jones. It's those two. It's not unusual to be loved by anyone. Isn't a great song? Isn't Michael Douglas Welsh too? 
the fuck are you talking about? Nah, I don't know. He's from America. Nah. Oh no, Catherine Zeta Jones. Catherine Zeta yeah, Jones. His well. wife is. Okay, I, I was trying to Roll remember. Doll. Jesus, I was God, trying to, John, get it. I together. was trying to remember. Hold on, Stu. Just <laughs> no! stop talking for a minute. <laughs> no, Michael no, Douglas. This is bullshit. What the fuck, John? <laughs> I was I was no, trying no, to remember. The, show well? I was trying to remember the following dumb joke. I think it was a Saturday Night Live joke. I when Tom Jones played at the wedding of Catherine Zeta Jones and Michael Douglas, and the joke was they had Tom Jones do it because, like the bride, he's Welsh, and like the groom, he's old and creepy. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Took a while to get there, though. Yeah, well done. Yeah, long road, but it was yeah. it was worth anyway, the walk. So I I put this dumb joke out on on the social media where I said, "Are we all not going to talk about how this is not the national anthem of Wales because God save the king is the national anthem of Wales because Wales is part of the United Kingdom?" Oh, a few Welsh people found that tweet and were not happy with it. <laughs> you don't want the man. Welsh Sorry. Come, no. coming at you. They. They really were very sarcastic responses. No great use F C K Y. That's all they said to you. <laughs> Sons of bitches. Uh, 195 countries. Welsh on my dad's side, so I should probably be careful. I'm probably getting an uncle mad, but you know, whatever. Yeah, they're always mad. There's 195 countries based on what, Brandon? Based on Google.com. Hmm. In the hmm. world, hmm. I'll be dead and buried in the ground before I recognize Portugal. Damn right, <laughs> it knows why. Portugal knows why. Mm-hmm. Um, this is from worldometers.info, and okay. we know better than to doubt that they're the authority. That's uh, 193 countries that are members of the United Nation and two that are non member observer states. Which are, of course, let's all say in unison, the Holy See and the State of Palestine. All right. There's 211 countries in the FIFA ranking. Yeah, because you got Wales in there. A bunch of bullshit. Wales just gets to do whatever. Yeah. Oh, we're a country now because we say so. Fucking Candy Ohio County is in there. Like, what? How did you get your team? It didn't make sense. Lake Lillian is a nation state. (laughs) Fuckers. It's just Doug. Doug out yeah, there with like a ball. Yeah, got a free trip. I gotta say, the U.S. Virgin Islands and the British Virgin Islands are both in the bottom four in the rankings right now. But I'm proud to say the U.S. Virgin Islands is ahead of the British Virgin Islands. U.S.A. Virgin Islands. U.S.A. Virgin Islands. Okay, so you think I just looked up some odds uh, on um, again? I'm using Google. And I don't know if this is a great authority, but it looks to me that the Vegas odds are about 40% chance USA beats the Netherlands. Yeah, that sounds about right. I'll take that. So 40, 60. All right. Yeah. And it's single elimination going forward, right, John? That's correct. Cool. Mm. Yep. And when is the match, John? It is on Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Whoa. Holy criminy. That's so early. You get tuned up at that and then roll right into all of the college conference championship games. <laughs> That's a day. You don't have to see your family at all on Saturday. Just watch sports. It'll be great. I, I I don't know how. I need I need your help. Maybe you could call my wife, Stu, and tell her that I won't be around on Saturday. <laughs> I'm afraid. But uh, Chicken was so afraid here. he's just gone. Chicken's gone. Chicken had about the Ruby Tuesday at Rosedale Center. They had a TV <laughs> there, and he just he, he had to go. I've always wanted to get drunk at a Chili's. Why not do it on Saturday? 
Are you going to the airport? <laughs> no, <laughs> there's so one in Roseville. There's Stu. Oh, goodness. I, I think we lost we lost chicken, didn't we? We did yes, lose chicken. Chicken's oh, gone. Man. He literally chicken. was talking to us in the parking lot waiting for his son to get done with hockey practice. And his son got in his yeah. car and off he went. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who are you talking That's to, Dad? Yeah. You don't know yeah. anything about those men. Yeah. <laughs> Just these men I met on the internet, you know. Just the internet, man. Like normal people do. <laughs> John, I think um, getting drunk at a Chili's seems like a accomplishable thing for you to add to your bucket list. You got to have a couple I mean, of easy ones right on there. By a mall, John, you live by a mall. Yeah, like what I think a, at some point, like malls. drop the kids off at the mall for some Christmas sh- in a few years, maybe not now, mm-hmm. for some Christmas shopping, and like I'll be back in a couple hours, and then just uh, I mean it's two for ones all day every day. I'm almost positive. You could have. This six is beers. reminding me that in 2006 during the World Cup. When the U.S. was playing Italy, for some reason, they had a huge screen at the old Chicago in Roseville, and my roommates wanted to go there, and so we went and we watched that game in an old Chicago. And I had I I I drank too much, and a horrified middle-aged man, probably about my age now, was there as a six-year-old. And some of the things I said were not 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 meant for consumption by kindergartners, not for six-year-olds. Yeah. John, um, was that your favorite experience watching a World Cup game? I bet it no, was my, not. Today, no, you mean? Not. Like, being with your buds at a huge screen at Old Chicago, besides the six-year-old incident, yeah, that's not great. But that sounds like a pretty fun, like, actual time watching a, a, a match versus today, I'm guessing you're at your house, right? Which was yes, still was very fun because they won. Um, but what's your favorite, like, what's, what's been the best for you? I bet it was Landy Cakes in 2010. Well, I mean, that was maybe the best game of, it's certainly the best soccer game, I think, that I've ever seen, mm-hmm. the most I've celebrated. But it's, it's funny, in terms, of, in terms of watching these games, I'm not, I'm not sure I enjoy it more when there's other people around. This is more like lock myself in the basement, the children aren't allowed to talk to me, no one can, no one can know that I'm about to die. Now, John, I think I know the answer to this, but I want to make sure. Are you like that with all sports? No. No. There's a couple depends- that's more communal that you would actually have more fun. Let's say we somehow were able, and we're not going to, but um, at least this Saturday, we're able to, the four of us, effort a time to watch sports together. What mm-hmm. sports would be super fun for us all to watch together versus like, actually, I don't think so. Like the World Cup, well, you're saying, I don't think so. Here's the, here's the thing. It's... It it really for me matters the importance of the game. Mm-hmm. Like every time the Vikings play in a conference championship game, then it's like the fewer people that are around, the better. Okay, for me, stakes are too high. And if they ever played in a Super Bowl in my lifetime, I'm just going to the emergency room and watching from there. I assume it'll be on there. <laughs> but I I think probably most of my family is just going to go to the ER and be like, listen. <laughs> We're going to try to stay quiet and just any, meet we'll there. call a code if we need to, but just check just, in preemptively. Just, yeah, yeah, get me on the list uh, probably in a couple why, hours. Yeah. Why are you here? I'm about to have a heart attack. I'll, I'll be How having, you know, one. you're about to have a heart attack. Well, the Vikings start in like yeah, 10 minutes. So it's going to be a heart attack. I'd like to be, I'd like to be here when the heart attack happens rather yeah. than at my home. So the best thing would probably be like a twins game in August when the weather's perfect of like, yeah, I just right. want to hang out anyway. Or like, uh, yeah. A regular old wild game. Any regular season game, I'm a delight. Okay. 
Yeah. Um, most playoff games, I'm fine. But like I say, the farther the Vikings get in the playoffs, the more the more awful I become to be around. Right. Well, yes. Yeah, and this also, January is going to be rough. Ugh. This January is not going to be great. It's going to be tense. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to be good. Okay, John. So we got off track there a little bit. I was curious about your... Yep. So are you going to be watching Saturday? I'm guessing you're just going to be at home, right? No, I think I'll just skip it, Brandon. I, I don't think I want to watch this one. Nah, not for you. Yeah, I, I think I'll probably just be at home. I, I mean... If you want to go to, if you want to meet up and go to Stu's house with me, that'd be fine too. Okay, I'll let you know. Um, yeah, we or, um we could go see uh, what Dana, friend of the show Dana Wessel, is up to. Mm-hmm. He was completely fucking miserable during the <laughs> U.S. Wales game. Just uh, eyewitness reports from Michael Rand tell me he was basically wrapped in a scarf and just <laughs> shivering in the corner the entire match. So it's just Jesus. The people who are committed to U.S. soccer is is the World Cup is both the greatest and worst thing that has happened to them. Yeah, well, that is I'm I'm proud of him for being in public and acting like that because most yeah, people are I probably mean, more like it, John, who's like I I know that I shouldn't be in public right now. Dana's yeah, like I don't mm-hmm. give a shit. I don't give a shit. I'm a monster. I don't care. Accept me for who I am. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's I'm a monster it's, in public. Watching as I mean I, I'm I'm enjoying it too because you know I'm. I'm happy for my friends and it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's fun to see these things happen. It's the giant fucking event that everyone's involved in. And mm-hmm. I like that part of it, but yeah, man, my friends are just dying. My friend Norm from Twitter is um, a fan of the uh, Japanese team. And when they came back from one nil to take out Germany the day before Thanksgiving, I watched uh, that second half with him at the uh, Blackheart in St. Paul. And I have never seen anybody <laughs> Just lose their goddamn mind. <laughs> no way. Just really. running around the bar with his scarf, whipping it like Indiana oh. Jones. I mean, just it's just just real premium sicko behavior. And I really endorse feeling something that much in your life. Yeah, That's yeah. Not you just get to watch all, somebody act like that. So that great for you, uh-huh. even though it's completely just it's it's fucking soccer slash football. It's not that big a deal, <laughs> no. but, but you feel it that hard. That's that's an amazing thing. And when it works out like that, I just felt so good for him. And I got I hope I hope things go well on Saturday, John. I really do. The, this very it's one of the youngest teams in the tournament, I believe. Right. And, and yeah, if they can make it to the final eight. That's that's an accomplishment for this team from everything that I have read. And a lot has been made of the youth of the team, but I was thinking about this during the game today as I was going over nightmare scenarios in my head. It's not like, well, they're a young team and they just need to get this playoff experience. And if they don't, if they don't make it, they'll they can come back next year. It's four more years. Yeah, yeah. who knows? That's so long from now. Who knows what country is going to get all the slave labor to build all of those stadiums for us to watch the games in? No one knows. No one knows. It is probably China. It is. It is funny how boring the 2026 World Cup bid was because the other ones like South Africa and Russia and it's all like, oh, we're building 45 new stadiums, even in Brazil, which you would think would have plenty of soccer stadiums. It was like, well, we're going to build one in the jungle. (laughs) <laughs> and the U.S. is like, 
yeah, we're going to take the stadiums we have that have 85,000 seats and we're going to put the games there and it's going to be the best attended World Cup of all time again. Mm-hmm. Fuckers. USA. That's right. Baby. That's a good preview, John. Anything else that to add? A good preview, John. I, get, I mean, we could just talk World Cup. Who wants to talk about Senegal? Billy Ocean? No, he's with <laughs> Trinidad. God damn it. That ended up being accidentally racist. I'm sorry. <laughs> we got like 40 minutes into the podcast this week. Ooh, that, I mean, that was that was pretty St. Cloud right there, Stu. Yeah, I apologize. I love good Billy pull. Ocean. I had nothing. Uh, so you ever heard the song yeah. "Lover Boy" by, by Billy Ocean? Uh, can you sing it for me? Tear banger. Wanna be your lover, lover, lover boy. Wanna be your lover, lover. That is so good. It is Stu, so good. Stu's falsetto is one of the underrated treasures of the Minneapolis St. Paul area. The, the real bummer part about Chicken Abner Checkout is he would have done harmonies on that. Mm. <laughs> mm. I'm going to add it to a playlist song. right seriously. now. Oh, you got it seriously. Lover boy, Billy Ocean. Look it up. Look it up, buddy. Adding it to my current favorites. It's so, so good. Um, do you guys want to talk about the Vikings at all? Yeah. Do you want to talk about Carl I Anthony I, Towns? I got the wrong song here. Here, here's what I pulled up. What the hell's that? Turn me loose. Oh, turn, turn me, me loose, my lover boy. Ah, <laughs> oh. that is not what I wanted to add to that playlist. <laughs> that is Lover Boy, but it's Look. the band from Canada. <laughs> The gritty vocals of Mike Reno. Oh, that sounded very McGruber. Robin bass of Paul Dean. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> uh, all right. What of Paul Dean? Bass, John. Come on. Bass. The bass. You need to be celebrated in the World Cup on Saturday, John. I just this kind of filth talk isn't I'm ready. So we have to talk I, about two other teams. Yes. The Vikings and the Timberwolves. Which one do you want to start with? I mean, that's... It's your call, Brandon. Happy or sad? Let's talk about the Vikings first. Let's go Vikings. All right. Go Vikings! Go Vikings. Holy shit. That's incredible. What a run. Can you believe all we needed to do was get rid of Mike Zimmer and all of this glory would be unleashed upon us? I, I... God, they must have hated that guy. This team isn't that much different. Yeah. No, it's, it's, the same it's, a, team. it's a credit to Rick Spielman, obviously, for his team no, it's, to be. It's, uh... it's... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
<laughs> they have no fucking depth. <laughs> if they get if a couple guys get any them, turned wow. ankle, it's over. Yeah, um, yeah. If Jefferson or if Kirk Cousins gets hurt, they're fucked. Oh, I realize yeah. I just said that, but yeah, it's yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. it's wild, man. Um, they're gonna get like the number two or three seed in the NFC. They're gonna mm-hmm. have a home mm-hmm. playoff game. They're gets they probably could if they 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 could absolutely go to the championship game. I don't know if they'll get to the Super Bowl, but they could absolutely get to the last the last weekend of the playoffs. I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, they're they're good. They're good and they're lucky and they're fairly well coached. I mean, it's it's wild. I don't I don't know about this man. John, gotta, is I mean, like, look at John's. If you could see John's face right now, he's just like he doesn't understand. He's like me. I don't understand. It doesn't make any. You got to say none, that none of the computes. We we made a lot of jokes about camp happy fun time this summer, but it, it sure seems to work. Mm-hmm. This culture thing that. We're all we're all going to just treat each other like human beings and try to be nice to each other. It does seem to be working right now. Now I recognize that part that it's sort of a, it, it which came first kind of thing. Like would mm-hmm. this culture work so well if they lost every week? It probably no, obviously not. It it's, wouldn't seem so good. But right, they they what was it? They played fourteen one score games last year and lost eight of them. And this yeah. year they've played nine one score games or eight one score games and won all eight of them. Yeah. yeah, it's a little it's a little concerning the the first eight and two team to have a negative point differential. I didn't yeah, love that. Not, not great. Not I thought it was pretty funny. Sustainable, but yeah. it's also they're nine and two, so it has sustained quite a bit. You don't have so to sustain that much in the NFL. Yeah, it's just it's sometimes that's what happens. They just it it's it's odd. It's so weird. It's, this is not it's weird like, that they're nine and two and not very good. That's weird but to me. They are good. But they they're, but they're not dominant. Did you see Mac Jones throwing all over I them I on Thanksgiving it. night? Yep. I saw I Josh it. Allen do it. I saw Taylor Heineke do it. <laughs> I saw them all do it, but they all lost. Brandon, At some you point, have... you have to admit to the yourself that the Minnesota Vikings are good. Brandon, mm. have you looked up the fancy stats about where our, where our defense ranks in terms of what's the stat you usually use? Is it yards given up or is there something else? Yeah, let me see if I can look it up real quick. Um, what are the fancy An stats? offense, too. I think it'd be interesting on both sides. Yeah, I'm going to see what I can do here. It might be like behind a paywall now. Um, sons of bitches. Um, it's just i mean i'll say this it's just weird to me that they've given up 500 yards a game and the offense has been in third and five on every single possession they've had at least four times and they're nine and two yeah they're um it's i'm still trying to find a new spot football outsiders those sons of bitches Oh, you actually have to now. pay for that now? Yeah, I'm I'll not paying that. for this shit. We'll um, talk about it on every podcast, but we're not paying for it. Uh, they're 12th in points. They're 21st in points against. They are in total 11th, the 11th best team in the NFL, according to football reference, which is run by Hans, as we know. Mm-hmm. 
Well, that's, that actually seems about right. They're in the top half. Yeah. Yep. They're good. 538 has them as the 10th best team in the NFL. It's got them as the fourth best team in the NFC. 538 also thought Dr. Oz was going to win the Senate in Pennsylvania. Fuck Nate Silver twice. (laughs) Uh, They've got Cowboys one, Eagles two, 49ers three, us four. Sure. 49ers three. Yeah. I didn't. The Niners have come on really. Their defense has been really, really good the last Mm -hmm. month or so. All right. They're going to be the sexy team to come out as a low seed from the NFC. Yes. They are like, aren't, isn't that them like most years? Yeah. Because everyone loves Kyle Shanahan, except for when it's like, you know, in the two minute warning and he like loses his mind because yeah. he actually like, he gets eight yards of play running the ball, like just a mad scientist. And then like it gets close and he just turtles. It's weird. Everybody wants to love Kyle Shanahan, and then he fucks up. It's basically like the sport of podcast. That's right. Damn it. That is what we're like. That is Mm -hmm. very true. So we're 9-2. and Um, Mm -hmm. The interesting thing, too, about and kind of ruined my bit here, Stu, by saying fuck Nate Silver, but uh, they have percentage odds on the rest of the games. Now, obviously, it's completely like who knows what's going to happen in week 17. But as it stands right now, they are going to be predicted. Uh, they're going to be favorites for every single game remaining this season, unless something yes, crazy happens. They're a good football team. They should be favored. So fifteen and two seems insane, but they're going to be. They're certainly favorites this week against the Jets, who are good. Uh, they'll be favorites next week against the Lions, who are bad but not awful. The weird thing about it is just looking at the um, projections right now um, is they're basically going to be like three point favorites the rest of the season. So all close games for the most mm-hmm. part, couple, maybe not so much, um, but it seems like it's going to be an entire season of nail biters. Yep. Every game so, has been torture. Every single game has been yeah. torture. So if you had to guess right now, it'd be what 12 and five, they go three and three over like, 13 and f- just because yeah, at some well, point yeah, they're gonna five, 13 and four seems about right just for unbelievable teams, it's it's fucking crazy just gonna, thinking yeah, about have, that yep they'll have a two or three seed it'll be amazing yep they're a good football team face the uh i don't know the commanders they'll probably get the commies or maybe the giants mm-hmm. who knows mm-hmm. and then they'll have a tough game in the second round so. yep yep May, might even be a, a road game. We don't know yet, but yeah, they're they're good. Just let it. Just enjoy the god. Enjoy the season, Brandon. Oh, I'll I'll enjoy it. I mean, John nothing Walsh, better. He's, he's mad that they're good, but he's mad. He hates it. It makes him been, so upset. It's been yeah, fun. It's been, like, it's been fun looking forward to Vikings games. Yeah, they're going to be entertaining. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, instead of like being like, well, it's noon on Sunday again. Yep. All right. <laughs> Here's <laughs> gather around the TV family. Yeah. And the two losses have been obvious losses from like the yeah. first 30 seconds where you could just be like, all right. Yep. Just like, oh, yeah, this is, yeah, not their that day. Whatever. Time yeah. to go grocery shopping. Yep. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Yep. Whatever. Just let it go. You just get on with your day. That's been, that's also been the weird part of it is that this, the, the losses haven't been gut wrenching. They've been obvious. Just, yeah, they've oh, yeah. just been 
They got their, we got their ass kicked today, and then they go out and beat Bill Belichick four days later. I mean, that is no um, way, man. No yeah. way. Yeah, and um, and and John is correct. Uh, his friend Ed Donatel, he's no friend of mine. He's, <laughs> but I mean, good lord, uh, who was the the starting cornerback on Thursday night was Duke Shelley, which is Duke? he just showed up in the Buffalo game and it was like. Pass broken up by Duke Shelley and everyone Duke in Shelley is away. like they play they play like eleven o'clock at Coachella on a Friday. Yeah. That's Duke Shelley. That is not a cornerback. That is just nonsense. Even, and, even Ben Gessling was like, um, does somebody have a media guide that we could yeah, do? Is I mean, he who who is that? Intern. Yeah, yeah the Vikings a, defense it, 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 is worse this year. I just looked it up. They were like 19th. Yeah this year and like 13th last year i'm not going to yeah. do the actual math but something and, like I mean, that we, we watch them just eat shit every two minute warning of every game last year we all mm-hmm. saw them just fucking collapse and this year that's not happening they're you know like between the 20s they're just getting torn up and then they you know stiffen up a little bit in the red zone and they do enough to keep the game close and they end up winning and it's not sustainable. Everyone knows this, mm-hmm. but it has sustained the entire season. So you tell me it's, it's weird how well their defensive plan. It's like if a baseball team put all three of their outfielders in the crowd, I was like, yeah, it's just, it's hard to hit the ball. It's hard to get enough singles to score a run. Mm-hmm. And Everyone said, well, that's, that's terrible. That's not. And then it just, and then it worked fine. They rushed four on every play. They never blitz. They always have four or five, six, 12 deep safeties somehow. They allow Mac Jones to throw any pass he wants to, as long as it's within 20 yards of the line of scrimmage. And they just count on like, listen, when you get down to the 15, there's going to be a lot less room behind us. And it's going to be harder to throw the ball the same way you have. So we're just going to try to hold you to a field goal and two field goals is worth less than a touchdown. So that's what we're going to do. It's And we've got obscenely talented guys at our skill positions Mm -hmm. and we'll get touchdowns and you get field goals. And that, you know, um, we have, it's basically NBA three pointer worship is what they're doing. They're scoring touchdowns and their teams kicking field goals and it works out to their benefit by the end of the game. I need to correct uh, correct myself. I was looking at the wrong numbers here. If you go, go by yards per game, last year we were 30th. Oh, my gosh. Ooh. This year we are 31st. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. <So> not <laughs> Those bad games terrible. bad. That's terrible. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, And that's not a perfect statistic. Um, They've given up the second most yards in the NFL, and they're 9-2. Per game. Yes. Mm-hmm. They yep. could cleanse your playoff spot this weekend, John. Yeah, they, I mean, fairly let's be honest. They already have clinched a playoff spot. Oh, yeah, they won the, the NFC North. Yeah. They could forfeit the remaining games, and they would absolutely, as long as the other teams were required to play, they absolutely have enough wins to win the NFC North. Yeah, they will go into those those like two uh, games at the end of the year where they're at Chicago and at Green Bay. That's, I mean, maybe you'll see a couple starters, maybe you won't. Imagine the Vikings playing Chicago in a game that means nothing to Chicago and not having the Vikings lose 
and miss the playoffs for some reason. Uh-huh. I feel like that happened about five years in a row where, oh, really? Chicago's not nothing to play for. All the Vikings need to do is get a win in this one, and they lost 24-3. to yep. Pretty much. <laughs> Giving Henry Burris his career highlight. You know, just right. these mm-hmm. Peter Tom Willis gashes them for three touchdowns. <laughs> Mike Tomzak just running for daylight. Oh, you can't stop Tomzak when he wants it, man. You know that. No, he is a gamer. Um, do you want to guess what uh, Stu's favorite website, uh, Five Thirty Eight, thinks the the percentage chance that the Vikings win the Super Bowl? Temporary expectations. Three percent. Ten. Ten percent. Three percent. All right, you guys are me in the middle. Six percent. Oh, that's sure. better than I that thought. Seems, that seems about right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I still don't see how they beat Philadelphia. I don't see how they get out of the NFC. Mm-hmm. But you got to be like the Bengals were last year. Get in the get in the playoffs and get lucky. See what happens. Yeah. See, let Kansas City do stupid shit because they get cocky at home and then mm-hmm. sneak up on them and win. The so Bengals a little... made the Super Bowl. Made the Super Bowl and their quarterback got sacked forty two times in every playoff game. Mm-hmm. Seriously, and that and then in the Super Bowl got sacked forty three times. Yeah, just Aaron Donald literally lined up in the backfield the entire second half. <laughs> Uh, so, but just lining up thing. behind the quarterback, hitting him with the helmet. He had his helmet off, just beating Joe Burrow with his helmet before the snap. Not called. Well, yeah, I know. If anything, this not this weird nine and two season should tell you like get in the playoffs just to see what fucking happens. Yep. Well, they're oh, doing I know that. what happens when the Vikings are in the playoffs. You don't oh, have to tell me that. But I also tell you about that. John leave his basement. But they're still nine and two. It's just weird shit happens. It's a found money season for sure, right? Yeah. It's so yeah, it's so weird. It's not it was unexpected except by me. Um, because I predicted they would finish eight and seven or something like that. So I was the optimist of the podcast. You were you I predicted think nine and eight. <clears throat> last time we did a last time we did a podcast, you predicted they'd win two out of three against Buffalo, Dallas, and New England. And I yelled at you. You should have. It was a dumb thing to say. Despite being right. right, it was a dumb thing to say. Man. So yeah, and now yeah, they they got through that and now it's you know, they can coast pretty much. I don't, yeah, they're not, I think they've, they have to have accepted that they're not going to catch Philly um, because Philly is just, man, they're good. Yeah. I mean, It'd be Green, pretty funny. Green if... Bay fucking like gave them everything they could and Green Bay sucks. They even pulled Rogers and they still couldn't quite win. Yeah. And it's just, you know, they're, it's, it's, a, it's a good team and the AFC is loaded. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's been but, fun. It's been a fun season. They've got yeah, like, it's kind yeah, of a top heavy year. I mean, every kid that we, I mean, all the kids, I mean, I, I assume Brandon's kids are like this. Um, Justin Jefferson is a Minnesota Viking. Oh yeah. That's just, they love honest. him. That is so fun. And it's just, it's cool. It, they're a fun team to watch. The games are entertaining as hell, even though by the fourth quarter, you're like on your second pack of cigarettes and you don't even remember when you went out to get cigarettes because you don't smoke. But it's every game is like that. Mm-hmm. And but it's it's entertaining. It's fun. And I'm glad it's happening. It's it's it has it has helped salve the wound that was the a disappointing Gophers football season, a disappointing mm-hmm. start to the wild season and whatever the fuck is going on at the Timberwolves. And if yeah. you want to use that as your transition, Brandon, you certainly can. Yeah. Yep. That's fine. Um, okay. I don't, I'm going to put myself on rant probation. 
you know, that I'm just, I'm not allowing myself to freely talk about what has happened with the uh, goddamn Minnesota Timberwolves this season. I, even as a pessimist, never saw this outcome coming. Being this bad and miserable to watch. So, I mean, I, a little bit of Rocky start, totally get it. Go Bears, like, um, you know, he, like, commands a lot of attention and space, and you got to play a little bit differently around a guy like that. He's not super versatile, whatever. He's been very good, but um, but he's just a little, a little bit of a quirky player. So I expected a little bit of growing pains, but, man, even as someone who lived through some shit, I did not think it'd be this bad. This is This is really bad. And now Towns is out for six weeks, so... Brandon, why are Boys. they so disinterested in every game? Um, it looks they look like they've been sentenced to a term of playing basketball for the Timberwolves. Yep, yep. There's no way that Rudy Gobert is this terrible of a human being that they all just became shitty people just by being around him. So I don't really know. That is probably the million dollar question, John. Um. But, you know, it hasn't even been Gobert that's been the problem. He's been fine, and Towns has been fine. Uh, Edwards has been oh, very bad. What has happened? He just, he's, he's bad. And D'Lo has been just as bad. <clears throat> you know, there's a bench guys that all have promise, but they, they're good once every three games. You know, Jalen Noel will have a good game and then two awful games, and Nasri does the same, and Jade McDaniels hasn't done much. Now they've all been injured. So it's just uh, really, really bad times. And it the thing that sucks so bad about it is like, uh, you know, yes, there's like a future outcome here where we're kind of laughing at over um, analyzing 20 games or whatever. But it just looks immediate, immediately like, nope, this ain't going to work. Mm-mm, this ain't going to work. Carl Anthony Towns is not trying to guard he shouldn't be guarding power forwards. <laughs> I understand the he's a tricky guy though because I am not a person who's going to like talk myself into stuff with the Timberwolves because again they usually make really bad decisions. I don't think it's that unreasonable to have watched them last season and know they've got Anthony Edwards who's incredible and know that Carl Anthony Towns is in his prime and he is who he is. And you had a guy who on paper seemed to fit really well against next to him with Jared Vanderbilt. You'd want to have a defensive minded rebounding forward um, power forward who can play on the perimeter. Right. right. And they had him and they had a pretty good season, but I think you immediately were like, well, we're never going to take the next step with Vanderbilt as our power forward. He's just a little bit too limited. We need to get somebody else next to cat who again is Vanderbilt, but better. So if you're, you know, I can see the conversation happening of like, well, Gobert is Vanderbilt. He's the same fucking player. They've got four foot range. They rebound like hell, uh, like crazy. And they're good shot blockers. You could talk yourself into that. I mean, you, you should not have, never have talked yourself into four fucking first round picks <laughs> and three other good players for him. But you can kind of on paper, that would make some sense to me if I'm talking about constructing like a good team. And I like the philosophical like, Let's just go for it. There's no windows in the NBA that are. It's not, we we don't have any like trust that in five years from now Edwards and Cat are still on the team, right? Like these guys move on constantly. So going for it, 
is fine. Trying to find an upgrade from Vanderbilt is fine. It all made at least enough sense to try, but man, the on-court product has been awful. It has been so bad to watch. And again, like Ant and D'Lo are, I think, the actual main culprits and just the obvious, like, not a fit. Right. So I have no idea what they do or where they go from here. Um, just yeah. really, really bad. They're vibes. out. They're out of things to do. They already made all their moves at once. Well, There's you can get out of the Gobert now. trade by trading him on to somebody else and just going. Yeah. Well, we for gave up one four, first round pick. Now we get two. Or yeah, I mean, you can get more for him. He's still a really good player, and I think other teams know that. You could get rid of Towns. Because you have tried it with him, and I mean, he is like one of the world's biggest pains in the asses on the planet. But still, then you're, I, I just, I don't know. I'd love yeah. to just go. And what do you need, bud? You fucking suck right now. <laughs> you should be really good. You're the future of this went, organization. What, what's going on, bud? In the space of like six months, he went from the most popular athlete in Minnesota to your drunkest, most cynical <laughs> uncle, who thinks that the NFL is fixed. He just, he seems like he really hates whatever he's doing. Yep. So it's if it's like, hey, man, I just don't have any space to operate with Gobert. Okay, cool. Let's get rid of Gobert. Fuck it. We tried it. We'll get two first round picks from the Knicks. Off we go. Whatever. Um, I don't know what the trade would be. I'm just making shit up. Um, I can't imagine he'd be like, no, I actually love Gobert and I don't like Towns. That would be weird to me, but. I, I don't know. I mean, you're basically going to have to play out this season, I think. As you mentioned, like, I don't think you're going to do any immediate panic trades. Their their trade value is going to be similar uh, at the end of the year. So maybe you just have a down year. It's an adjustment. I, you know, I, I worry that they're going to get antsy and, I don't know, panic trade or get rid of Finch, which seems bad. Um, so it's... Finch- uh, I mean, this is pretty common for every Timberwolves coach ever, but that dude just looks haunted on the sideline now. He does. That same look, that same look that every Timberwolves coach eventually develops. Their soul leaves their body mm-hmm. and they just stand there on the sideline. You know, your mouth slightly open, just staring like a thousand yard stare. They're they're looking at the game, but they're not looking at the game. It's just it. Uh, it it's the same look that every Timberwolves coach mm-hmm. ever has eventually had you know this is the weirdest one though because i think we would always for the basically entirety of our like adult wolves watching experience the through line has always been glenn taylor right like man how do we keep changing coaches and gms and players and they're still miserable we go well we know why because he keeps making a bad decision with this this is not that anymore we don't have that one to fall on this is a brand new ownership group a brand new gm a brand new coach all new players and we had two fun seasons and now it all all, already has gone to shit we didn't even get a few years in a row of like you know decent competition like just ant and and we talked about this was like yeah let's just run it back man for at least two years let's just run it back see what happens right and uh, again, I understand why nobody really wants to just run it back because they get so nervous that windows close early and yada, yada, yada. Like, how long do we think OKC was going to, you know, they were going to be a juggernaut. They had like three good seasons and then dudes were just like, no, nope, fuck it. I'm out of here. So I get all that. But um, man, it just sucks that it feels 
again, it's November. We're recording this. It just already feels over. That's not crazy. The whole season feels over. They're 10, 11. It's not that big of a deal, but, oh boy. Um, John, I had a game I wanted to play with you. I don't don't know if I want to call it a game, actually, an exercise. (laughs) I want you to rank this current iteration of the the Gobert Wolves, I'll call them, Mm -hmm. um, in vibes compared to the Wolves of our, of history. There have been I am. I have written down ten eras of the wolves. Okay, and I want you to say where Who's these that? rank of those ten, and I'm going to go in order of best to worst vibes. So, and this are all pretty loose, right? Because guys have been guys get shuffled off and get injured mid season. But just generally speaking, ten ten eras. Era number yeah. one, obviously, is the Garnett, Cassell, Sprewell. Big three right. run, Western Conference Finals, top ranked, number one, Wolves era. The vi- can, yeah, the vibes weren't perfect, but they were good. Just like the most fun you and I had watching the Wolves. Right. They almost so, won. The, the farther we get from this, the, the more shocking it is to look back at the Tim Rules franchise history and be like, they almost won 60 games in a single year. 60. Yep. They've had four seasons put together where they didn't win 60. They sure as fuck have, John. <laughs> as I look through the basketball reference this evening, five minutes before we started, they have had some bad years, and we're going to get to them. Yeah. Um, and we can quibble with rankings, so you can tell me what order. I'm going to say right. my number two favorite era was the two prior seasons of Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns with that very fun playoff yeah. run. What I'm saying about- that's the second one. What about when Kevin Love's vibes were at an all-time high and Ricky Rubio was around? Okay, we're getting to that soon. Um, my third is KG's seven straight years of first-round uh, exits. That's third? I have that third because it was seven years. It was a nice era, and it was fun to be in the playoffs every single year. And I have Rubio, the Rubio mm-hmm. Love Honeymoon era is what I'm calling it as our fourth ranked vibe. And the only reason is because it really was just, it was two years really. And then Ruby got hurt. It's really kind of just the one season. It was a yeah. great season. So do you think am that I should allowed, be third ranked? Am I? Well, I think that would be above my memory of those seven straight playoff losses was it was mostly like, it was like every year of the Minnesota wilds franchise. Like, yeah. all right, they're, they're, they're good. Yeah. But they're never going to beat anybody decent. But the first That's couple years like. had to be great, didn't? Don't you think? The like first night- time they made the playoffs, that was amazing. But then every year they lost to the Spurs in the playoffs forty-two years in a row. Yep, it felt like, and it just—it seemed like, yeah, they're never going to get any better. Okay, so I will reorder that. I think that makes a lot of sense. Well, I, also- I think here's the thing, though. The see, I'm I'm thinking in real time here. The original when they had Garnett and Marbury and Tom Gugliotta, those teams had great vibes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, so I'm putting those all that, kind of in the that's in the same included. Thing. All right, I can see them in number three. Okay. Okay. Uh, and we also have to point out whether it's third or fourth, the Rubio love, uh, just. The, the honeymoon is what I'm calling it mm-hmm. um, is for, we'll just call it fourth is the fourth best era of, of, of a professional franchise. They won it was one season. They, won, they did not even make the playoffs. Right. Um, that was bad. Okay. Uh, number five, uh, the Butler Tibbs affair. Um, the, those vibes were deeply, deeply screwed up. Yeah. It was a little goof, but that's how bad the Timberwolves have been. Uh, 
the fact was, that this is in the top half is pretty bad. They went to the playoffs. They won a playoff game against a very good team. Uh, yes, but they had they were not that fun to watch, and it obviously uh, imploded really quickly. Uh, number six was the KG Dwayne Casey post Cassell. <laughs> That's number six. Head number six. Number seven, the post Mark Butler launching threes. Oh gosh, yeah. Post but uh, Jimmy Butler, Ryan Saunders years. You know, Towns was around. They were fine, but they were really bad. Um, okay. They're really really bad. Uh, the eighth was the post KG Al Jefferson as the savior. Oh. Kevin that, Love off see, the bench. That would have been my pick for number ten. Those were bad years. <laughs> number nine is the pre KG Wilderness. 89 through 94, just See, all kind of the same. They the Timberwolves sucked. were terrible. They were terrible in the Bill Musselman era, but the vibes were great. Like when they were in the Metrodome, everybody loved the Timberwolves. They were bad, but everybody loved them. I mean, they were really bad. 15 they wins, were bad. 19 wins, yeah, 20 wins, 21 Those wins. first two seasons, they had 29 and 26 or something like that. 22 and 29. 22 and 29. People yeah. loved those teams. They weren't good, but people loved Pooh Richardson. Okay. All right. I'll 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 consider moving yeah. splitting those into two different eras. Right. And moving one up. And number ten is obviously the two Kurt Rambis years. Oh God. The lowest of the <laughs> low. There is never going to be anything as those might be that might Kurt be the Rambis. that might be the nadir for any franchise. In any professional sport, not just not just the Timberwolves, but that might be as low as it gets for any any franchise. I don't see how it could be worse. The Montreal Expos lost their franchise when they were actually good. There, that was pretty bad. They. They lost by an average of 10 points a game. An average of do. 10 points a game in 2009. It's almost impossible. How, how many games did they, they win were. that year? 15. 15. In one season, they won 15 games. Not a straight shortened season, as I recall. No. No, John. Oof. Not a strike shortened season. The guys who got the most minutes, Corey Brewer. Al Jefferson, Jonathan Flynn, Ryan Gomes, and Ramon Sessions. Wow. This is the con years. This was Rubio was drafted, but hadn't come over yet. There is never, I mean, okay. So that was going to be, so that, that was 10 errors, which I think I, I will go back and, and do some editing and maybe we'll turn this into 11 or 12 errors. We have not ranked yet. Where we think the Gobert era, the Gobera. No? What do you think? Gobera? Nah. I don't in, like it. In, see, here's the That's thing. <laughs> this is terrible, but they're still above Jimmy Butler. Okay. Okay. So it I I hate to I hate to think that this is this is the glory years. This is as good as it's gonna get for a while, but this is in the top half for sure. This is above Jimmy Butler still. As depressing it as it is, that vibes wise, that year was deeply, deeply off. Yeah. Yep. I know. But we, I mean, they won forty eight games. It wasn't like, yeah, 
Did you enjoy any of them? I had that's to not it. true. That last one where they one beat the two. Nuggets, that that game eighty two where they beat the Nuggets, that was yeah. exciting. Well, and the I went to the Rockets uh, home playoff game. It was incredible. Never forget it. So yeah, there were moments, but there were way fewer than you'd expect from a forty eight win team. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they almost missed the playoffs. You're right, Jesus Christ. That'd be like eighth or ninth if that's what happened. All that for nothing. Mm-hmm. One nice uh, strip by Gorgie Jang or somebody. Good old Greg Doritos. <laughs> oh, it was um, Taj. Taj Gibson that did it. Yeah. How did we never have a nickname for Taj? So good to begin with. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Stu, are you still there? Just this is like all trauma response for me it right is. now. I had to like go into it. <laughs> I had to like just. There's white noise going on inside my head right now. The yeah, minute Brandon said Ryan Gomes, I just went away. <laughs> That'll do. That'll do it. Uh, okay. Yeah. So more to come on this. I'm very nervous for the next six weeks. It's about 20 games. Um, they could be just well out of it. And obviously, well, the one, the ones, they're not going to tank. So they're not going to be shutting the season down and giving up, which we have seen so many seasons before. We're like in mid January. It's like, well, Never mind. Um, so they will be playing hard. Uh, well, just sarcastic air quotes by hard because they don't actually play hard to begin with. But uh, they will keep playing their players, I think, for most of the season. So um, all that said, very, very sad. Um, before we go, do we want to talk any uh, wild? No. I'm going to say good. no. There's just nothing. Nothing. Just... <laughs> nothing going right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, we got some podcasts coming up this this December. Maybe we can talk about them then. Yeah, I'm around. Let's do this. Yeah, so I. I got nothing but time. Nothing but time. The nothing old empty nest life. Mm-hmm. And I, I assume we don't want to really talk. I got I got time tomorrow. Actually, Always. no, I got trivia tomorrow night. So never mind. Oh man, I love trivia. Yep, get to I go to a bar and drink beer with my pals. Oh, mm. That does sound good. What a concept. Yeah, sorry. But I'm sure your dance practice and your basketball practice will be fine. It'll be great. Have fun. Mm-mm-mm. My kid's going to the Wolves game tomorrow. I'm going to coach his team's basketball practice without him. Oh. <laughs> Disaster. Jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah, good, well, good I won't be yelling at my own kid, though. Good dad, better coach. Yeah, right. I got it. Brandon, you posted something the other day where you were having a bullpen session on Black Friday. And it was honestly, I saw that. It was, I, I was holding my phone. I saw that. And that was the moment I realized that my children will never be successful athletes. Because <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I don't even know where I would go to do a bullpen <laughs> session on Black Friday, much less have the wherewithal or the energy to pull it off. There's no way I would be doing that. Oh, man. You got to find yourself like, uh, is there a com- a community center, like a Roseville community center or Shoreview or something that's just yeah, kind of got the like mall. the Roseville oh, community <laughs> center is the mall. Yeah, There's an a... abandoned linen and things that you can <laughs> yeah. go into. If you know how to use the, have a, if you have a crowbar, if you got a crowbar, every place can be your pitching mound. The hot There's topic. Forever 21. <laughs> Nobody goes in there anymore. You can throw in the aisle all day if you want. Yeah, there's a random, there's a community center in Minnetonka that we have reciprocity with, so we can go there from time to time. And there's a full basketball court that sometimes is just like, yeah, there's nobody there. And then right behind it's a, 
area for batting practice and bullpens. And if no one's there, you just like have at it. It's incredible. If you can have that, like that, there's nothing better than that. There's also like a half price books in Invergrove Heights. It's an active crime scene. And just, just <laughs> go on under the tape. At all times. It's an active just, crime just, scene. Just, just it's no been pepper. active for a while. No pepper. It's not, It's gone from being an occasional no scene of crimes to a destination for crimes. Yes. <laughs> crime destination. A regional destination. <laughs> Gonna commit a crime? Come to Invergrove Heights. <laughs> right off Highway 52. Oh, man. Stop wow. at the Walmart and then hit the crime center. Hit the crime center. Oh boy. Um, writing something down. Okay, well that should be good. Let's uh, let's do this again soon, my friends. Yeah, I'm I'm around. <laughs> Are we ever going to talk about how the Gopher football team loses two games they shouldn't every single year now? No, because that, that's I want to go to bed, and that's twenty more minutes. Yeah, that's right. Right now, good you're idea. Gonna, you're gonna, Let's just you're leave it alone. So goddamn wound up about this, John. We cannot. Let's just leave it alone. Really, we just need a whole it. separate a whole separate podcast series where I just complain about every Gopher sport for an hour straight, and then we record it, and then we drop it in the trash on the computer, and never, no one ever hears it. It's like it's Creed's thoughts from the office. It's like Creed's we, we thoughts from the office with you, and but it's, John's there's Gopher's no thoughts. microphone. <laughs> It's pretty shocking, even for the internet. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, cool. I'm going to press stop on this uh, podcast. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Later. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.